Like, what's your favourite 80s movie? I mean, it has to be The Thing, because... <laughs> Wrong. Gremlins 2. Best film. <laughs> Thank you, Audio Boy. That's all I needed. Episode done. Play the intro. <laughs> it's meandering movies. It's meandering movies. It's meandering movies. So won't you lend it in? So, I'm Gary Copeland. And I'm... See, I forgot it. It's the problem. <laughs> I didn't take the time to think of it. Trenchfoot. No. Trenchfoot. I'm the I'm the the, the well of good vibes. Yo. <laughs> <laughs> Who are you? And what have you done with my friend Gavin? <laughs> hey, I have a friend. You're the thing. The thing has got you, and it it can replicate you perfectly, except it thinks humans are happy. And Do you know what? I, I, I've seen the thing a lot in mm. my life. Same. I, like, like, Maybe once a year, I've maybe watched that film, and every single time, the moment they get like that scene where the, the guy's running outside and they catch him and they turn around and he does the kind of like, yeah, the Donald Sutherland like, yeah. uh, oh, what's, what's it uh, Day of the Triffids kind of like scream, yeah, yeah, still creeps me out every time. It is horrendous. Even though I know it's coming, Be I've heard good. it tons of time. I used it as my ringtone once because <laughs> I was that fucking. That but I it's the, the noise is in itself terrifying, but it's it's his face. It's the imagery of his oh, face, man. and then just them standing around, kind of looking. Oh. It's just he does, he he looks so unbelievably alien in that. Yeah, he looks that so alien. It's the same like Donald Sutherland and Day of the Triffids. It's just like. Oh, I still love the end of day. Day of the Triffids, the eighties. Don't think it is, but I want to just say it for a second. I think it was that movie is that. so good, and the ending is so it's so nihilistic. That ending, I was like, oh, I love <clears> Day of the Triffids. So gets me gets me excited in the, the <laughs> naughty areas. That movie. What I wanted to talk to you about is not the thing, nor Day of the Triffids. This is not a horror themed episode. What I wanted to ask you, because you love movies, and I just like watching movies. You like watching movies too. Uh, but what I want to be weird if I love movies but didn't enjoy watching them. I feel weird. <laughs> I love directing films, but I'll be damned if I sit through one of them. Oh god, <laughs> two hours. Ugh, yuck. <laughs> so what I wanted to ask you is, eight films from the eighties are yeah. pretty much far and wide. And I think if you look at a list of films from the eighties, it would be as long as your arm. And every one of them, well, not every one of them, but the, the vast majority of them are. Kind of the 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 the, the, the pinnacle of family friendly entertainment, even if they're not necessarily family friendly. Yeah, because even the ones that, that kind of pushed towards example. kids were still like Robocop, for example, yeah, had Robocop. like kids toy. Or I guess like Tim Burton's Batman came out nineties. Well, I was eighty nine. No, so yeah, it was 89, but it's just like that is not a kids film. I mean, even Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters has like a huge kids following, but that yeah. first film isn't net. I would not class Ghostbusters watching it now as like a kids movie. It's got really yeah, like highbrow humor. I guess it's why with wacky ghosts. People look back at the eighties so fondly. It's like those movies came out. They shouldn't have been for kids, but they were pushed for kids. Mm. And because the world was just so much more exciting then, they're like, "Fuck it, let's just take the kids to go see it." Whatever, let's do it. But that's what I wanted to talk about. I wanted to talk about categorically. I think this will be the name of the episode. Categorically, are films that were made in the eighties better? Or do we just have the rosiest tinted glasses? And it's going to be hard because what we both need to do here is we should probably... I was thinking about this on the car over. We should probably take a few films and have a just solid cross-section of them and try and separate how much we love them to is it actually a good film? (laughs) And it's going to be hard. It is going to be hard because we're going to annoy people. We are going to annoy people. Because we're going to... We're going to be us about it at yeah. points. Well, I'm going to be me about it. You'll still be decent in the end. <laughs> I'll still come out. I'll come out good. Yeah, you'll I'll come out looking good. I'll, I'll just come out like the slime, swampy-ass monster that I am of a human being. I was reading up on that swamp comment. I was reading up about Marvel Swamp Thing. You know you about mean, Marvel Swamp Thing? He's wait, a guy The Swamp that, Thing's DC? No. Oh, wait. Am I thinking of Man Thing? Because you're yes, right. Swamp Thing. There's swamp. Ma- sorry, Man Thing. Who also lives in a swamp and is basically DC Swamp Thing. Just like Moon Knight's Marvel's Batman. Yeah. Um, but... But just embarrassing. Man Thing, he... There was a man who got set on fire by a bunch of chemicals and then he fell into a magic swamp and now he's this grotesque beast and he can't really do anything but he feels real good. He feels real good? What does he, that mean? So, so for example, if you came in, Gavin... Mm-hmm. Man thing would be like, and he'd he'd give you a man thing hug, and he'd feel he'd feel bad with you. And if I came in, man thing would be all like, 
out and he'd have a, he'd, he'd he wouldn't know what he's doing, but he'd be feel really he'd feel real great. He's an empath. Yeah, he's really ap- like uh, empathetic. Thank you for saying that, audio boy. So he's just like uh, Deanna Troy from Star Trek: The Next Generation. <laughs> <laughs> Let's yeah, talk about yeah. that. <laughs> Wait, is that an '80s film? Well, Generation started in late. No, was the, no, is that film the '80s? Is it an '80s movie? No. Well, we ain't talking. But we about could talk that. about some of the Star Trek movies that came out in the '80s, like Star Trek II: The Wrath of Khan. I think what we should do, genuinely, that's too niche. We should. <laughs> Not that I'm up for this Star Trek episode. Let's, let's, don't test me on what number Star Trek 2 Wrath of Khan is, <laughs> Audio Boy. Just for context, uh, uh, people listening out there. Audio Boy just gave me a look of, is it 2 or 3? And I went, I fucking know it's 2. <laughs> it's the motion picture, then it's the Wrath of Khan, then it's the Search for Spock, then it's the Voyage Home, then it's the Final Frontier, then it's the Undiscovered Country, then it's uh, Generations. Undiscovered Country? Yeah. That's, that one, good... that's the one that's piqued my interest. That's it came good... out in 1979. Damn, so close. Can't talk about it. Get fucked. Yeah, but it's still still the second Star Trek film, you bitch. Oh, wait, no, it came out in 82. I'm confused. (laughs) The first Star Trek came out in 79. Yeah, the motion motion picture. So So we're not allowed to talk about that one. Oh, but it's so underrated. It's like their Kubrick version. It's like a 2001 Space... Nope. (laughs) But... Sorry, Daddy. We should... What do you want to do? We should pick three pretty universally loved films. And... Okay, um... Commando... 80s movies. Command. What? I was thinking. I was thinking like Gremlins two, The Goonies, Alien. maybe Ghostbusters, Alien. I mean, actually, yeah. Because I was, I was more thinking kind of family friendly, like Indiana Jones. But we could do anything. We could do Indiana Jones. Indiana Jones. Because we know you have terrible thoughts about Indiana Jones. And not the first one. First one's good fun. I mean, there's plenty of shit that doesn't make sense about it. But yeah, but, but that's what's good great fun. About it. But then, is it good fun, or am I just remembering it as good fun? That's what I'm talking about. This whole episode. I mean, here's a perfect example. Yes. Uh, this year, the bringing back to the, the whole 4K restoration, mm-hmm. there was the the restoration of Alien, which got put into cinemas, and so me, being someone who loves that movie, I've seen it in cinema pl- as well. Plans to get it tattooed onto his body at some point when he can have a financially stable life. You can get Xenomorph put on you. Yeah, I'm gonna get some. I'll t- I'll tell you about it later. Uh, so yeah, that movie- Weaver in those tiny pants. The- oh. That's what you should get to Let's not go down that because I'm already a terrible person. Let's not talk about that. Because, good God, <laughs> that did so many things for young Gavin. Uh, Audio Boy and I this year, actually, I was like, hey, Audio Boy, let's go see Alien because he's never seen it before. For me, it was a church like experience. It's like it's going to it's your like Sunday service God. and God coming down and resting his hand upon your shoulder and saying, you're all right. Son. No, it's more like God coming down putting his hand over your face and then something being implanted in your chest cavity. But you don't know what it is. And then you go in a coma for a little bit and then you wake up and everyone else that went to church with you that day is like, you okay, Gavin, you've been in a coma for a while. And you're like, yeah, I'm just real hungry. And you eat and you eat and you eat. And then a tiny Jesus bursts out of your chest and everyone goes, ah! I have no idea what you're referencing. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we went and saw Alien together. For me, I was just like, oh, I was yep. so glad to be seeing Alien again for like the 70 billionth time. Mm-hmm. Audio Boy, it was his first time. We come out of the cinema, he's just like, eh, don't really get it. It's all right. Yeah. And it's I right. also saw the 4K restoration in cinema. All right, and show off. Huh? Show off. Well, that was what everyone saw. <laughs> you, you, you just talked about it. I know, but... <laughs> Um, and I, I kind of did the same thing. I I was definitely, I appreciated every piece of it. And I was like, this is still a great film. And it's still a film that I love. But I definitely had a few moments where I was like, mm, this is Dragon. This is Dragon. And yeah. Nope, nope. Yeah. It's perfect. It's perfect. Dragon. Drags in a few places. And I think it's that, that's kind of like what I was talking about last time with the... You, you can't get over your first watch of a film. So yeah. we loved it because we watched it when we were younger and well, cinema was a different thing. The funny thing, thing is, technically, I didn't love it the first time I watched it because I was so young, I was so terrified. I was just like, <laughs> I need to hide forever. But it was like, just going back to it again and yeah. again. I just like appreciated it more and it teaches me about like horror and sci-fi and mm-hmm. it being my kind of pathway into different kind of movies like it it's like yeah that's I guess why it holds that special place what the film holds 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 sorry what the Shia LaBeouf film holds uh, yeah I was real confused I mean Sigourney Weaver's in that so there's a connection (laughs) Sigourney Weaver's done 
a lot. Much. But it's she always pops up when you like in Paul. I was thinking. I was exactly thinking Paul as well. I was like, I can name Avatar. three films right now where she popped up unexpectedly. Paul, Cabin in the Woods. Oh yeah. Oh, maybe maybe only two. <laughs> Good list. Good list. But, yeah, I mean, but both of those films, it was just this weird surprise at the end for Sigourney Weaver to pop up playing a character. I love Sigourney Weaver. I mean, she's great. Finding Dory. I never she's saw that. I think. Never, never she, saw it. Yeah. Is she playing Finding Dory? Herself. Oh, shit. She's in Wally as well. Yeah. She's she the computer voice. Oh, yeah. More alien references. She just. I feel like if you just send a letter to Sigourney Weaver saying, yo, we're making a movie, you want a bit part? She's just like, yeah. I mean, she's probably done alright for herself. I mean, t- totally. But it, I, mean, I mean, she's, she's never she's, appeared in Star Trek. So. She's prolific, isn't she? She's prolific. So much. yeah, so let's let's break it down, alien style, first and foremost. Then, and this will be interesting, on, at least on my point of view, because I'll talk about this film and happily discuss its flaws, whereas you're going to just steamroll everything I say. <laughs> Not perfect, <laughs> you know. So, but then that'll play into our larger conversation about the the what nostalgia plays yeah. in the overall look of films. So, I think Alien is a good film. 100%. There's no denying that. It's tense. It's really creepy. Um, it doesn't rely on jump scares as well, which is good. It has a couple. One, like the one in the, the air duct and stuff. Yeah, the one in the air duct. And then earlier than that, there's one where like a door opens. But I mean, it's, it, such a, it's such a computerized alien sounding noise. That, and like, the, I think the camera's panning and you're like, is the alien going to jump out? And a door just goes... But it's fucking loud. I mean, I'll I'll always make fun of the jump scare that happens in the air duct because it's the guy looking around with a torch. He moves a torch around, and the alien just goes, "Hello, yeah. hugs." Yeah, yeah, it's like, yeah, what's yeah. this? Like, that was a awkward <laughs> moment. It's like the alien just looking for a big fucking hug. It's coming at him from the face. And then I love. I think the bit I love most in Alien is at the end. She's going to weave her in her underwear. <laughs> no, before that. Oh. Actually, no. She's in her underwear at this point. It's when she goes onto the escape pod, yeah, and she gets out, and then she's standing there and she's fiddling with some piece of equipment. And by that point, you've seen the alien, but because of the whole film, you don't really see. I just the want alien. to pause for a sec. You said fiddling with some equipment, and Audio Boy just made a wee look of. Mm, I wonder what that means. Like, <laughs> what equipment she fiddling with? So one, so see, he's also a dirty, <laughs> terrible bastard, but no one knows about it because he doesn't put it on mic. And then when he just, I wasn't still out. listening, and all I heard was um, she was in her underwear, and then she was fiddling with something. <laughs> Easy. I, I didn't want to. He went. Yeah. He went dirty, not me. But sometimes we all got a little bit dirty. Like monkeys throwing poo. Like a monkey circle. Like a monkey sphere. To a cracker. <laughs> Those are some weird references that I hope someone understands. <laughs> long-time listeners of the show, please enjoy our references. So, um, I would say the long-time listener of like two episodes. Long-time ep- long listener of... Who's that? Ryan? Is he still listening? Every so often he checks in. Right, right. Um, but then the alien is in the machinery in the escape pod and then it creeps out dead slow i love that bit it's amazing yeah because you can't i mean you can see it's there and on subsequent watches it's not obvious but it just it blends in really well it blends in so well and i can just imagine i can remember the first time watching that just being like oh man why is the ship oh no (laughs) it's on the ship (laughs) put your trousers back on and run but leave them off it's up to you do we so because Alien was a horror film and it was a great horror film, which then swerved into pretty much pure action as of Alien. Because yeah, Ridley Scott directed the first one, it's kind of a horror thriller. Hmm. Kind of it's like it's so, the atmosphere in that movie. It's so beautifully atmospheric. I can't get over hmm. the the set design and the lighting and the music choice and the the concept art that H.R. Giger created Geiger? to then create that Giger? HR Giger I thought it was Geiger well that's because you're thinking of a Geiger counter maybe <laughs> nice continue H- yeah HR Giger like the not only the, the look of like the alien and the, the eggs and the, the, the ship and stuff but then the stuff on the Stromo and the kind of the the duat well not the the difference between the kind of organic sexualized mm. kind of it's a wet look phallic phallic look and then the harsh metallic industrial look of Nostromo and just mm. the, just everything about that film is so 
beautiful to look at and it's insane that it came out when it did and it cost as little as it did yeah. and it was so it was as effective as it was that it went on to then influence so many more of the kind mm-hmm. of sci-fi horror movies that came after but then there's also the argument that it was the first and others after it were able to try and maybe tweak or perfect or do because I will I think I'm in that cap now of after watching it this year definitely because I think it's one of those ones I've watched semi-frequently but normally I do that I'm sure I've told you this normally I watch all of them <laughs> Alien 1 all the way through to 4 oh, God. and by the time you get to the end of 4 you're in a completely different place than where you started with it's, Alien the first it's like imagine you watched Fellowship <laughs> of the Ring and it ended with Avengers Infinity War you'd be like this isn't <laughs> what, how, what happened they're on a different planet yeah it, 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 it's, it's, it's a wild roller coaster. so this was the first time I just watched Alien 1 and, and didn't continue into Aliens or 3 Resurrection? No, Four's Resurrection. Yeah. Alien, 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 alien 3. Just Alien, Aliens, Alien 3, and an Alien Resurrection. The 3 is really little, though, isn't it? So it's yeah. basically, it should be Alien Cubed. And then there's... Alien a- Resurrection. Alien, then Prometheus. Alien versus Predator. AVP. AVP 2. Prometheus. Prometheus. No, no, it was... was it? Requiem? No, it was... What was it called? The latest one? Oh, it was Alien it? something. Is- no, Isolation's the game. Alien... God, it was such a bad movie, I can't remember. Car- carcinogenic. It started with a C. Alien. What was the most recent Alien movie called? Capricorn. Capitalism. Like two years ago. Cringe-topia. Alien... Corn on the cob. Alien Colonel. No, it's a K. Alien... No, Colonel... I was thinking of like a Sunflower Colonel, but Colonel, as in the military rank, would be a C. I'm going to pretend I was thinking of the military rank. I'm just thinking of KFC at this point in time. <laughs> I'm quite hungry. <laughs> Covenant. Covenant. Alien God Covenant. damn, I was nowhere near that. I'm so glad I don't remember that, though, because what a shit film. <laughs> it was bad. Um, so, yeah, so watching it the, today, not today, watching it this year, and, and really taking it in at face value and as its own freestanding thing, my complaints with the film would be that... It's too perfect. It slogs in a few places, and that's more the beginning, right? Because once the alien gets implanted, everything after that is tense AF. But the beginning of the film is just, it's really slow paced, and I know that that's just building the atmosphere, and I I do get that, but there are moments where you're just like, the characterization of pretty much most of the characters, actually. Like, I mean, what characterization, really? They are blue-collar workers. They're The, The two janitor guys, yes. The captain, a little bit. Sigourney Weaver, Ellen Ripley in that first film. Not really. She's just there. Think about it. It's, I'd, <laughs> I would look at them as like um, one of those vessels that goes out into the sea hunting, uh, not hunting, but searching for uh, sunken vessels, mm-hmm. even though that's nothing of what the yeah, yeah, yeah. the job of the Nostromo crew is. I'm just saying that's the way I kind of look at them. It's like, you've got your people that are, Upper deck and your people at your lower deck, and they're just they're just working for a paycheck. Yeah, no, I mean I I do get that, but the actual, kinda, within like, the confines of the film, the characterization of these characters, you start the film knowing very little about them because it's the first it was the first Alien, and by the end of the film, you've probably warmed to the captain. Who is the captain again? Who played the captain? He's the one that goes into the air ducts. I yeah, guess. captain, the two workies. I mean, you weren't warm to Bishop, but you at least... Was it Bishop mm-hmm. in the first one? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Bishop, you weren't warm to Bishop, but at least you know... You know what I mean? You know his stick. And then Sigourney Weaver's playing the survivor. The other ones... John Hurt dies. That other woman... Spoilers. Spoilers for Alien. <laughs> Sorry. John Hurt dies. The other woman... Ugh. I couldn't tell you a single thing that other woman achieves in that film. Or even who is she? Or what her name is. I just... I just like that it, the way that it's built out. Of, is that all of them? This is the this is this crew on their ship doing their job. They care about their yeah. their breaks, their pay, stuff like that. But the larger film is about kind of introducing you or teasing you with this crazier, larger universe mm-hmm. that it never goes into, which I kind of loved. Totally, I'm one of those people that's like I don't need your answers. I like to figure out for myself so like yeah. all the stuff with bishop and uh, mother and the communication with like back Wayland home and they're Jutani. like oh uh, 
keep it, keep the specimen like we want it, blah, blah, blah. It's like, does, have they known about this? Did they direct them there because they've known about this stuff for yeah. a long time? Like, it gives you so many questions. And it, at yeah, the same time, it gives you definitely a, raises more a questions thrilling, thrilling experience. But I agree. But we're not talking about that. I'm trying to talk to you about the characterization of these characters, Gavin. And yes. For which there is little. Yes, I, I can't argue that point. <laughs> the characterization isn't strong. Yeah. The reason I think Sigourney Weaver uh, and Ellen Ripley stands out so much is just because... Uh, she's the main character. She's the main character. And, of course, to have a film in that time uh, where your main character is a female that's mm-hmm. the kind of hero and the protagonist, not... I mean, it, not that it wasn't common because it did exist in horror films, but usually the woman was some blonde, big-titted yeah. bimbo who would scream. Well, they were, they were sex objects and yeah, that was the, pretty the, much it. They were, I mean, not that, because clearly, as we've spoken about already, Ellen Ripley is sexualized in that movie. Yeah, but they still did not, it. not to the extent that females in horror movies at that time were, which they were either the eye candy that the monster would inevitably kill or mm-hmm. they were just some bumbling idiot that would somehow survive through the end but our boobs well, would fall out. Was it a scary movie? Scary movie did probably the... the that first one, granted that film does not hold up, but that opening sequence where the blonde bimbo is running through the house and she looks at the table and there's a gun, a knife, a grenade and a banana and she grabs the banana yeah. and then there's a sign on the wall which says, survive upstairs or death out the front door and she's like ah and runs out the front door <laughs> it wouldn't be funny if that wasn't a trope you know yeah so yeah so i think alien is a good film 100 percent. probably not the best one to talk about so let's move on to i'm trying to think so i think i think you're right it's gonna piss people off the goonies i think goonies is a prime candidate goonies I mean, fuck, man. I watched that recently and I just went... Because I was going through a binge phase where I watched Hook and that's not 80, so I can't talk about that, but also not a film that holds up. The oh, Goonies. I'll stand by Hook. Nah, man. Nah. Goonies. Let's. We're not talking about Hook. We're talking about Goonies. <laughs> However, The Goonies is also in that. It just. It just well, so I watched Hook, Goonies, and I watched Gremlins 2, and then I think I finished with Back to the Future. Now, I got no complaints about Back to the Future. I also have no complaints about Gremlins 2, but Goonies and Hook... Goonies is 80s, so we can talk about it. Goonies is just not a film that holds water. Well, you are uh, incorrect. (sighs) Because once again, recently, because Audio Boy has never seen any movie before 2011, (laughs) and I like to try and show him movies every so often. That's because he was uh, was only born in 2008. No, it's 2004 he was born. Uh, (laughs) We we like to... I was like, let's watch The Goonies. So we watched The Goonies, Uh and Audio Boy, what was your feelings? Your first time watching The Goonies. Was it this year or early last... Or late last year? It was late last year. Mm-hmm. Um, be honest. It was. It was. It was okay. Yeah. It definitely felt like a kids' movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and just yeah, I don't know. I don't quite see what the fuss is about. Whereas, from the second we pressed play in that movie, <laughs> just the biggest smile came across my face. I was like, I can't wait to go back into this world with these wacky characters mm-hmm. and this silly story that again is not at times not. For kids, like the stuff with yeah. Sloth and the big, when he's first introduced. Well, the whole Fratelli family, the Fratelli's abusing their, for lack of a better word, what is the what's the right word? I don't want to be horrible here. For the abusing their mentally handicapped. Yeah, is that okay? I don't want to say. <laughs> I mean, you just did. <laughs> but Philip's got my back. Um, mentally handicapped. Yeah, go. Cool. <clears throat> the Fratelli's abusing their mentally handicapped brother. And just keeping him locked up because he's. Do you think he deformed? was born of incest? <laughs> I mean, do you reckon the incest was Mama Fratelli and the two boys, or do you think the other two boys were the spawn of Mama Fratelli and Sloth? Oh, that's interesting. <laughs> this makes me think of uh, that. Stole one of the most terrifying episodes of the X Files I ever watched that broke me. In ways I can't, I can't talk about. It's the the episode called Home. Right. I want to say it's like season three or four of the X Files. It's about a, a this kind of weird incestuously made family, and the sons are like these hulking, indestructible monster things. And yes, yeah, like the episode's so so scary, so yeah. dark, so. Fun. And then like 
Mulder and Scully get into the house, like they think they finally like uh, thwarted the these things, mm. and then they find the mother under the bed, tied down, both her legs and arms cut off, and the sons would y- use her to make more spawns, oh but they would God. just keep they would keep failing, and they were the only ones that succeeded, and then they kind of killed them, but. With it being an X Files episode, of course it ends with "but one of them gets away" because every X Files episode in the beginning ends with like just a wee pan over to the light flickers on. <gasps> that oh means there's God. still something alive oh in there. Oh my God! Like, but yeah, that just made me think of the episode. And I, I could never go back and watch it's t- like the scene where they pull the mother out from under the bed and she's just this crazed thing that's just and she's screaming and just like it's, ah. that's not like my only experience of the X Files is I know Mulder and Scully. That Simpsons episode that takes the piss out of it. That's mm. it. That's all I got. The X-Files, like... With, like, the whale and the hose, yeah. The whale. <laughs> um, Homer on the treadmill. Oh, my God, it's hypnotic. <laughs> I would say the first five, six seasons of X-Files are just fucking good. Are that so many? Because after that, like, uh, what's his name? Uh, the actor who played Mulder. Who for- oh, God, I could not tell you. David Duchovny. Thank you, David. David which we, we recently saw in Evolution. That's a movie that exists still. Uh, he we was just like, talk about Evolution. Oh, we will. He was just like, <laughs> yeah, like, I don't want to, I'm kind of done with this. And then he left, but they didn't write him out of the show. They were kind of like, oh, we're going to like, he got abducted, so maybe he'll come back. Right, okay. And then like, they hand soloed it. And then like, Gillian uh, Anderson was after a while, she, did, she was like, yeah, I'm kind of done. And then there was just new cast members and those two went in it. And people were like, why are we continuing this? And then it ended and then they did a movie with Mulder and Scully and then they did another one with Billy Connolly and Mulder and Scully. And I was like, yeah. X-Files had a pretty long run. Yeah. That, that one like, there's was, an interesting little history piece for me there. The Thank one you. that came out that had Billy Connolly in it is a uh, priest who had uh, touched kids because that's the roles Billy Connolly was getting. Uh, that came out in like 2000. Eight, What's that got to do with the X Files? Well, Mulder and Scully not turn up and be like, "Whoa, we need to get social services in here." This well, is, that's a, that, this is not our remit. That's a weird one of like, oh, people get kidnapped and uh, well, there's the, the the famous historical stories of in communist Russia them like trying to uh, reanimate dead bodies and that kind of stuff. And there's these Rasputin like really uncomfortable videos of like there's just a dog's head, but they've like kind of put electrical charges through its neurons to the make the eyes open back up and the mouth move it's a really unsettling thing to watch so they based their movie off of that but they were doing it to humans instead of animals and Billy Connolly so it has nothing to do with the supernatural no Billy Connolly has these visions he's like I can see her in the ice and like he, they're like oh we're going to use him to help find her and Mulder and interestingly in that film he's just like this is all a crock. It's like, really, you, the guy that believes in aliens and monsters and stuff, you think this guy yeah. being spoken to by God, that's silly? It's like, well, yeah. And that's the interesting kind of back and forth between them. Because you can believe in aliens and monsters, but you don't have to believe in God. Yeah. I'm with you. Supernatural did a Hillbillies, like, incest episode. It's the first season. Yeah. So Supernatural's obviously well-known for all of its... 14 seasons. Bullshit. I made well. it to season five. Those first five seasons, I'll stand by them. Solid. Yeah, After I, that, uh, when I Eric Kripke left to then work on The Boys later on, I was just like, oh, this show can't... Oh, is that why he's in The Boys? Who? Kripke. He's a showrunner. Yeah, but he's also... He was Bobby, wasn't he? Bobby in Supernatural. No. Well, Bobby from Supernatural's in The Boys. Is that why he's in there? Yeah. Sorry, I thought that was Eric Kripke. Nope. Eric Kripke's just a bald man. Oh, well, I'll fucking shut up. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what I'm talking about. But yeah, like episode three or four of the first season is... Of Supernatural is the same thing where it's it's oh what horrible monsters living in this house oh nope we were the monsters all along this time humans because oh. it's an incest episode my favourites <laughs> anyway the goodies <laughs> speaking of incest the goonies yeah uh, man I and this is what I mean you you love it you'll stand by it nostalgia through the wazoo for you but I'm I'm with you Philip like rewatching that now as an adult I thought. I can understand why, as a kid, you'd enjoy this, especially kind of growing up with it. I can totally see why. I mean, those types of such a resonate with kids so much. The idea of like you get on your bike, you ride down the road, or, and go on an adventure mm. and to hunt treasure and fight uh, pirates is like that's every kid's dream. And, and fucking having gadgets and yeah. beautiful girls and all that kind of stuff is just like it's the dream. 
uh, adventure story for yeah, every kid. Totally. But then, as an adult, if you've never seen it before, I Audio Boy, who's going to turn eighteen soon. Uh, <laughs> Happy eighteenth when he comes. You'll be able to drink soon. Are you wanting to imply that you live with a child? <laughs> oh, that's a good point. You're not related yeah. to in any way. Think about that one. Okay, audio voice 22. <laughs> so every, everything's safe. I don't touch him. Uh, <laughs> that he knows about. Uh, if you're a 22-year-old uh, adult, watching The Goonies doesn't have the same kind of effect, Yeah, I, I guess, because it's not... You're not in that mindset. It's not the adventure. It's, I guess she's the Josh Brolin of... He's like, I want to work out and fuck bitches. <coughs> this is definitely the, the mindset that Audio Boy is often in, I feel. It's, um, it's a good cast for Goonies. I'll give him that. I've literally never wanted to do either of those things. <laughs> <laughs> but I think what I'm... You get more I'm, excited about devouring a bag of crisps than you do in this, I guess. <laughs> I think what the point I want to hone in on more than anything, though, is it, it's less about how the film makes us feel as as people that watch it when we work it. Because I, I, we can talk about that till the cows are but what I want to talk about is just as a movie, from a base level, is it does it hold up? I mean, the characters, I feel it's got just such wonderful characters. It's got too many characters. There are too many, yes. Data has no purpose bar... Has gadgets. Is, has gadgets. And did we talk about this? Probably died. We did talk about yeah, this. Yeah, we did. We, we, we went through we, every one of them. We did. <laughs> Put batteries in the microwave or something, <laughs> give himself radiation poisoning. Uh, so Data has no purpose other than is is evasion descent and likes gadgets. Chunk has is more purpose. He's comic relief, but he's comic relief. Then you've got two main characters in the shape of Sean Astin and Corey Feldman. Yeah, but more Sean Astin. Which, he's, he's your kind of classic. Well, totally. But then that means Corey. Like, but then Corey Feldman's character is just. He's not even. He's not really a sidekick. Oh, but I was like, because it's like Sean Astin and Josh Brolin get probably the most. Well, screen Josh time. Brolin doesn't need to be there. He doesn't need to be there at all. But he gets more screen time than Corey. Because if it was Sean Astin and Corey Feldman more, you'd be like, oh cool, Corey Feldman's the sidekick character. But it's Sean Astin and Josh Brolin a lot of the time. And you're right, Josh Brolin's just for some reason decided to hang about with these kids for an entire movie. And then, <laughs> and then the, the two girls are played uh, female one and female two. <laughs> Doesn't Sean Aston get kissed by one of them? Yeah. At the end? Yeah. That's and then Josh Brolin's like, Will Winston. Because <laughs> he was like, Josh Brolin was like trying to date that one. Yeah. And then Sean Aston, like, oh yeah, kissed her. And he's like, oh, you old scrapper, you. Good on you, boy. You come from my jeans. You come, you come from dad's <laughs> jeans for sure. <laughs> Let's have a shot in her together. Oh, it's so weird. It's weird. But then that's like, that's the thing you can do about all these 80s movies. We can go back and talk about so many 80s movies. There are so many things that happen in those movies. Just like, what drugs were you on? Were yeah. you like, there's that sketch that uh, Audio Boy showed me, the Key and Peele sketch about Gremlins 2. Oh, it's great. It's, just like, it's a great sketch. It's just like, what do you want in it? Unicorns? Fuck it. Why not? Fuck just, it. Like, just, what about a lady gremlin? You're talking about a lady gremlin <laughs> dressed up with a blonde wig, <laughs> lipstick on, and it sucks a dick of a man. It's in the movie. <laughs> it's like, it's like, what drugs were they taking? I mean, all of them, obviously, and good on them. But it's just like, there's a lot in them. Um, nah, totally, man. What other film? Just you saying about no, no, us saying about Sean Astin getting kissed. Is it the end of? Was that one with Emma Stone and Ryan Gosling? Crazy. Crazy Stupid Love. At the end of that, doesn't that 17-year-old girl give that 13-year-old boy naked photos of herself? Yes. The fuck is happening there? I know. That film... You seen that film? So just just for context, the 17-year-old girl is trying to fuck the 13-year-old boy's dad. She babysits the 13-year-old boy, and she... Dad being Steve Carell. The dad being Steve Carell, who isn't... I don't think he does. He he put he doesn't put out. He's like no. Nah, he's he's like, pretty get the fuck away from me. Yeah, he's pretty upstanding the girl. whole film. Yeah, he, he he's being an upstanding member of society. It's just like no, no. I'm I'm fine. I have a wife and I'm in love. And also you're a child. So then she takes naked photos with the intent to give them to Steve Carell, dad. And she doesn't. Can't remember why. And at the end of the film, oh, and, the, and throughout the whole film, it's the, because the parents find them before she can, and mm. they see like the wee letter of like two Steve yeah, Carell's character, it. and they're like, we're gonna fucking kill him. Brr. So then, throughout the whole film, the 13-year-old boy is like, I love you, 17-year-old babysitter. I love you so much. And she's like, fucking get away from me. You're a child. Yeah, he has like... I'm not, I'm not going to relate it to anything that we're aware of, but he has like a full-on like love heartbreak 
self-destructive meltdown. And he gives up on reality. And I'm like, you're a fucking 13-year-old kid who probably has two pubes and has never <laughs> and only drank non-alcoholic beer. You don't get to have these feelings, motherfucker. So he's, the whole film, like, I love you, I love you, I'm in love with you. So at the end of the movie, she decides to not give Steve Carell the photos and because he's graduating. She's not doing the same thing as the little boy is of just like. Yeah, basically, that's the parallel. Gets so caught up in, in her feelings that she loses all logic. Wow, you haven't even seen the film and you've clocked the yeah. time message. But, uh, at the end Ryan of it, Gosling he's... People should off. listen to me about Ryan Gosling does take a show and bangs Emma Stone. And no, I don't think... They, no, I remember they, they just... They do bang. No, they just lie there and talk all night because he's like... He's a fucking dickhead in that movie. Well, that's the point of the character, but then he redeems himself. <laughs> does he? I recently watched it because... <laughs> You're feeling it. No, tub, no. Tub of Ben and Jerry's. <laughs> no, no, not like that. <laughs> I, was just, I was just hanging out. reasons you earlier alluded to that you don't want to talk about. Okay. You're hanging out. That's fine. Anyway, cut to the end of the film. He's, gra- I think he's graduating middle school. She's graduating high school. They're graduating fucking something. And as a graduation gift, she's like, here you go. Gives him an envelope of naked photos of her and then kisses him on the cheek, forehead. Yeah. But it's one of them long, weird. Like, what's that film, You and Me and All of Us? You seen that? Poop back and forth forever. What, you, you just put a bunch of words that don't connect together and then threw you know, them at it, me. Oh, man. No, wait. You have to see that film. You Is it you and me and all of us? Or is it all of us and you and me? Are we going back to incest You, me, again? and Dupree. No, it's not you, me, and Dupree. You, wait, I'll just do poop back and forth forever. Poop back and forth. Uh, then we're just on Requiem for a Dream. Ass to ass. Ass to ass. Ass to ass. I'm going to make you watch that film. No. Me, you, and everyone we know. Basically, sorry, man, sideline again. In You, Me, and Everyone We Know, um, there's there's two kids fucking around on Omegle, or the 1993 equivalent, and they start talking to this woman, and one one of the kids is like 11, and then the other one is four. Sure. So then the older one's like, ah, I'm going to say, show us your boobies, or bosoms, and then the woman responds like, I'll show you my bosoms, and he goes, ah, it's a dude, it's a dude, and then the little kid's like, I want to write a message, let me do one, he's like, fine, do it. I want to poop back and forth forever. To which the person... Oh, yeah, that sounds familiar. The person in view is then like, oh, tell me more. So the little kid writes out the whole thing about, I want to poop in your butt, and then you poop it back into my butt, and then we just put the same poop back and forth forever. And fast forward to near the end of the film, the little... They agree to meet up, and it just it's this shot of a woman sitting on a bench looking around, and there's people walking past, and she's like... And then there's not. And then the little four-year-old kid walks up and sits on the bench next to her and just looks. And the woman realizes. And it's just like, fuck my life. But then does the same really long, awkward kiss of a minor. But it's even worse because she's a 30-something and he's four. Oh, it's a weird film. So she wanted... She, w- she wanted to poop back and forth forever, yes. <sighs> I wasn't ready for these type of emotions today. I'll show you it after this. No, I'm good. I'm all right. <laughs> it's, it's, it's interesting. I, I'll, I'd rather just keep it... In... Keep it at arm's length. Yeah. It's okay. It's over there somewhere. Right. So Goonies. <laughs> I think it's a film that... Yeah, it's... Again, with the nostalgia glasses on, 100%. I love watching that film. Because I do. I, I enjoy watching that film. But I smile from beginning to end. But I do watch it nowadays and go, is, is, it, is it quite as good? And... Uh, I, you know, I feel what we have the benefit of is we have the benefit of uh, Audio Boy, which is a sentence a lot of people say a lot of the time in their lives. But they don't call him Audio Boy, they call him by his name. Because <laughs> it would be weird, there's like people walking to work and they're like, hey. So. Got the benefit of Audio Boy. <laughs> uh, we do actually, yeah, you are, you're a pretty good metric. Because it's like, for us, we watched these movies when we were young, uh, because we're old now. Uh, and they had the effect they were intended to have at mm. that time. But these days, Things have changed. Mm. Movies have changed. Society's changed. The look of the world has changed. And Audio Boy is a very uh, solid read on. Yeah, he's that. an he's an up to date kind of tapped into the the beat you, of. You're the ideal cross section of a youth in today's world, child. What? Well, I was just agreeing with you. I know, but what you said, I don't understand. He's a, he's a what? He's a, he's a perfect cross section of. A youth in today's world. Just that. 
child. Pale white 20-year-old. Yeah. Who's, yeah, okay. who is, who's sure. on the pulse of society. Finger so when on you the show, pulse is not true. Well, more than us, let's be honest. Because <laughs> I'm cool. I'm wearing a I'm Bruce Springsteen t-shirt. I am not on the pulse. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I know memes. Yeah, but he keeps me up to date with what's happening. My shirt cost uh, 10 pounds from a trendy website. What was the what, Giacomo or something? Hope, hope. Fuck you! <laughs> you fucking dick! No, it weren't Giacomo, actually. <laughs> that might be the greatest insult I've ever thrown at you. <laughs> Hobo Jack. Oh, yeah, that's better. That sounds like a great fucking place. It's stylish and cool and trendy. How many Hobo Jack clothes do you wear wearing your I've never... shitty fake lemon cardigan? Not even a jacket. Cardigan. Don't come at my cardigan. I don't fucking I wear Giacomo clothes, you It's dick. cold. <laughs> Cold in this flat. Uh, yeah, so. The end of this episode. So you please refrain from shouting into the microphones, please. That would be grand. <laughs> it's cold! So, uh, yeah, Philip is the person to kind of put these films towards and then see his reaction. What did you think of Gremlins 2? Uh, I haven't <laughs> watched that in a very long time and I don't really remember it. Well, I'm honest. What did you think of Gremlins 2? I mean, I love it. Gremlins 2 is the only one Can on I throw list. one out there? Yeah The Breakfast Club I Love The Breakfast Club What do but you think of The Breakfast Club? I am completely ambivalent about it I So I'm I'm going to struggle with this one Because I really like The Breakfast Club as well Like I really like The Breakfast Club as well And I, I like, don't know But I, I think that's I think that's because That falls into the category why? I think that's just a good film though I think that is a genuinely It's a character drama It's basically a bottle episode Of a TV show But for an hour and a half and it's just good. I mean, it has its issues today looking at it from a from a 2019 point of view. Bender shoving his head up a girl's skirts without <laughs> without uh, asking if he can. <laughs> Par exemple. But yeah, it's it's you know it's 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 aged, but it's enjoyable. Yeah, for me, it's the writing and those characters. John like, Hughes, isn't it? Yeah, John Hughes. It's like you put those. Ki- I mean, it's just everyone's favorite murderer. What? He murdered people. When? I'm nope. Never mind. I'm thinking, thinking of, of John Broderick. Landis. Yeah, you're thinking of John Landis. Oh. Never mind. I was thinking of Matthew Broderick. That was only one person. Two, Two people. people. John Landis was. His situation was a whole lot more fucked Who's up. John Landis. That name rings a bell. He was a director, and he was doing a, the the Crow. No. That's not. That was not John Landis. He died. Yes, I know he died. The director of the Crow was the director of uh, Gods of Egypt. So that gives you great con. Context. Gods of Egypt also died. It killed me watching. Oh it. God, I can. That movie. I remember Audio Boy. We'd never seen it. We sat there. We watched it, and we were just like, just. John Landis did Blues Brothers, Animal House, Trading Places, Come oh, to America. Oh, John Landis. So it was during the the Twilight uh, kind of remake that they were doing where like a bunch of different directors did a bunch of different things and there was a stunt involving a helicopter uh, above some uh, people in the water broken glass it went wrong the helicopter fell it crushed them I think it was a a woman a child a woman and two children maybe it crushed them it killed them uh, but because of where it happened and when it happened there was no real and because of who it happened to there was no real repercussions come from it John Landis walked away from the situation. The people, the stunt team involved walked away from the situation. No one really got punished. It was just kind of swept under the rug. I mean, for a long time, the video of it, you could, it existed, but it was covered up by the studio, obviously. No. Until you can it finally, see it now? Oh, you can see it, yeah. Is it bad? I mean, because of where it's shot from, you can't. You don't really see anything awful. You just see... Did the helicopter pilot survive? Well, no, it was a stunt where the helicopter was hanging, and right. it was like to be dropped into the water yeah. near them. But instead, it landed on them, crushing them and killing Holy them. Holy fuck. Yeah. Can't get away with that nowadays. No. I mean, there's that situation recently. Like, I mean, I feel like it's happening more and more these days. But like, Brandon Lee. Uh, yep, Brandon Lee. The crow, he died. Sorry. Died on set. Be trying to think of his name for the last two minutes. Because <laughs> <laughs> you just, I just asked. Uh, yeah, that was an awkward. Well, not awkward. He got shot in the heart, right? Yeah, it was a, there was supposed to be a squib in it, but they'd been testing it with proper bullets something in what the f- what kind of a f- like that <laughs> that sounds like something a bad film writer would write down as a you know what i mean yeah i think 
uh, shrapnel or debris was still left God. in the gun. And when it went off, the shrapnel hit Brandon Lee. Didn't kill him instantly. It took a while. He was rushed to hospital and stuff like that. But then inevitably died. That's a bummer. And then recently you've just had like a bunch of like Fast and Furious 9 filming and there was a member of the stunt team that got really badly injured. Yeah. There was a situation... Harrison Ford broke his foot on the set of Star Wars The Force Awakens. Yes, he did. Got trapped in a door. Daniel Craig gets injured in every single Bond movie without fail. Viggo Mortensen also broke his foot when he kicked a fake Urukai head in Lord of the Rings. It was a helmet. Was it a helmet? Yeah. Because he'd been doing the take, like take after take after he take. Almost, he didn't. He almost drown as well because they put him into the river wearing armor, and he like just started to sink. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the second one there, the first one you can kind of put up to Viggo Mortensen was going a bit off script and was frustrated with the takes and whatever, but it worked. And if anything, it got the shot they wanted. The second one just sounds like a bad idea. Hey Vigo, you want to put on some armor? We're going to float you down the river. That armor's pretty heavy. I'll be fine. I like the Vigo Morton's like, yeah, I'll do that. Fuck it, why not? But he wouldn't travel in the helicopter to the top of the mountains to shoot the scenes because he was scared of flying. So we'd walk like the three hours up and then three hours back every day. To... So by the time he got to set, he was just a sweaty... I mean, which is probably good because his character is supposed to be a kind of like sweaty, muddy, horrible mess. So he's like, he was, he was just doing his method thing, I guess. Aragon really isn't that character. By the end of the first movie... He, like, he turns up and he's just a sweaty, horrible mess. And then within half an hour, you look at him and you go, oh, man, Viggo Morrison looks pretty good there. Like, he, he, he drops that whole, like... Ugh, I don't know, I'd like in Two Towers, he's a pretty, pretty great me. Pretty, mm. pretty... And, of course, Return of the King, he's just... Uh, he's hanging an elf. Hanging out with ghosts and then... <laughs> <laughs> Such a reduction of the plots. <laughs> <laughs> Just chilling. One of them sucks him off. Dan Aykroyd <laughs> comes in and he goes, "We're keeping this scene." <laughs> oh. yeah. This um, this has not been the in-depth discussion that I was hoping for when I brought up this topic today, Gavin. That's what you know. What we're like. It's been a while since we had a real fucking meandering meander, like a real meander. All right, final one. Final one. Is Ghostbusters a great movie, yes. or do we remember it well? It is do you remember movie. it lovingly? It is a great movie. The jokes still hold up. The, the, the uh, what do you call it? The I ke- agree. The chemistry between those four actors, maybe just the three. Yeah, is, gonna, Winston Zeddemore comes in late. He's there. It's Scorny Weaver's there again, so it's got to be great. Uh, what do you call it? Um, Why did they bring in a fourth Ghostbuster? Why is Winston Zeddemore there? Well, he, it was supposed to be. <clears throat> they offered the role to Eddie Murphy. And of course, Eddie Murphy was like, okay, but I want $11 billion. <laughs> and they were just like, um, <laughs> no. No, he was all right. And then so they just. Wait, what's the one defining character of Eddie Murphy? Oh, he's black. Oh, yeah, we can do another black actor. Was that the thought process then? Yeah. yeah. God, the Again, 80s were a different time. Yeah, very different times. <laughs> <laughs> I do love that in Stranger Things, though. In season two, when they turn up for Halloween, they dress as the Ghostbusters, and then they have that argument yeah, about, like- no, I'm Venkman. Why would you be Venkman? Why wouldn't I be Venkman? Because you're black. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, but it's, it's it works because it's kind of time period true. You know what I mean? I mean, if we ever uh, decide to dress up as the Ghostbusters, I'm definitely one of those Venkman. I'm Venkman. Why would you be Venkman? Why wouldn't I be Venkman? Because you're black. <laughs> <laughs> Got you. Oh, man, I set him up and you knocking him out of the park. <laughs> well played. Thank you. That was a good one. Can't argue that. I'd definitely be Venkman, though. Venkman, Spengler, Stance. Uh, I'm probably more Stance. If I'm going to be honest, I'm you're Stance. the. I'm Stance. You're, you're the. I'm Ray. Go on, name them all. Uh, no way. You know I'm doing. You're it. the. Oh, I can't remember. I swear, if you say I'm Slimer, Steve. I'm going to drop a fucking shoe at you. What? If you call me Slimer, I'm going to drop a shoe at you. <laughs> I was going to say the, the marshmallow guy. Oh, stay puffed. <laughs> yeah, I can I'll be. take that. Yeah. Audio boy can be Sigourney Weaver. I think he'd be a better Rick Moranis. That's true, actually. He would be a good Rick Moranis. He'd be a great Rick Moranis. Mick, Rick, Mick, Mick Moranis. Mick Moranis. In summary. <laughs> I haven't in- seen Ghostbusters, so I, I know who Rick oh, Moranis what is. What the but- fuck? You haven't seen Ghostbusters? Well, I know. Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. Was that 80s? Yeah. yeah. 90s? I've seen most of that oh, film. I know who Rick film. Moranis is. I'd play the and I do get that I look somewhat similar to him. 
Welcome someone. to uh, Living with Audio Boy, in which I'll be like, something will happen, I'll be talking about a movie. He was like, yeah, I've never seen it. I'm just like, <laughs> like every vein <laughs> in my body just tenses up. I'm just like, I don't you know. Yeah. In summary, 80s films are just better than what the majority of the shit that gets released today. I think we can agree. I mean, nostalgia definitely plays a, definitely a, plays a big, big part. big part. And I think that's obvious. And we we touched upon five movies, and really we talked about Alien a lot. <laughs> And the Goonies. And incest. And incest. And screams <laughs> at each other. The Meandering Movie Podcast, if anyone. Yeah. Cheers for listening. We might return to this and do a proper episode on it. I was feeling a bit saucy today, though. It's I'm I'm going to take my part of the blame here. I mean, I'd, I got home at half 10 to 7 in the morning and then woke up like 40 minutes before you arrived to record. So. You looked tired when I came in. These overnights are rough, so... Thanks for listening, ladies and gentlemen. As always, you can find us on Instagram by just searching for the Meandering Movie Podcast. Um, why are we doing this? It's not like any of us really do any promo, the, the amount of promo we should do. You know what, guys? We're going to make a real effort to promo. Come You've said that like. before. You've said we, that before. I have. Wait, I'm going to take a photo of you right now. Right now. Right now. We might be cardigan. With your wee card again. Right. Instagram, Meandering Movie Podcast. Facebook, the Meandering Movie Podcast. Twitter is at Meandering Pod. Gmail is the Meandering Movie Podcast at gmail.com. Yes. And yeah, leave us a review if you can. Thanks for listening, guys. I, mean, oh, I was going to say, if you're in uh, if you're on iTunes, you can pop down into the description. I've put a wee handy link to Gary's Twitch in there. Oh, have so, you? So, yeah. What a boss. I was like, oh, that makes sense. I should put a link in it. So yeah, there's a, just check out some of the links down in the, in the description. We'll just be on. linking all kinds of stuff. 50% off Papa John's. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Enjoy your Papa John's. Cheers, guys. Bye. Bye. It's me and in movies. It's me and in movies. It's me and in movies. So.